Hi, this is Rabbi Ari Spiegler with the Beach Vakila Sharei Tshuva podcast. We begin today our fourth season, our fourth installment of the Beach Vakila Sharei Tshuva podcast. We pick up, God willing, in Shar Gimel, the third gate, Ot Chafav, paragraph number 26. Here in Shar Gimel, in the third gate of the Sharei Tshuva, Rabbi Yonah is going through the different levels of severity and the different rectifications of different types of sins. The reason for this is because a person who is engaged in the Tshuva process, it's an necessary for them to know what it is that they did. If they did something wrong, they need to know that it was wrong. They need to know the details of these mitzvot and these avirot. They also need to know how wrong it was. What is the severity of the uh, sin that a person violated lo alino? If a person needs to have harata, if a person needs to have regret, so how could they regret something if they don't really know how bad it was? They need to know how significant, how destructive such an act was. So that's why he's going through uh, these different categories. I believe 10 categories total. And we're going to pick up today with the fourth category. Just to remind ourselves really quickly, and you can go back to the previous season to learn more about the first three categories. The first category was that of mitzvot midrabanan, mitzvot or avirot, uh, mitzvot or uh, prohibitions that are rabbinic in nature. The second category was mitzvot ase, positive mitzvot, right? When a person misses out on the opportunity to perform a positive mitzvah. The third category is what we call a lav hanitok la'ase, which is a prohibition that was violated, but it can be rectified with a positive mitzvah. So for example, let's say a person violates the isur gezel, they steal something. So the Torah tells us, if you did so, then v'heshivet ha'gzela asher gazal. So then you have to go and you have to return that which you stole. That would be the third category. And now today we start with our fourth category. Again, shar gimel ot chafvav, third gate, paragraph number 26. Our fourth level of severity, our fourth category, is what we call lav she'imbo ma'aseh. So he says, ha-madriga the fourth level is lav she'imbo ma'aseh, a violation or a prohibition that doesn't involve action. And we'll develop what that means in just a little bit and over the next few days. Amruzi Khwinali Bracha Chazal tell us in the Gemara Masachat Sanhedrin on Daf Samar Gimel Aleph that lav she'imbo ma'aseh in lo kinalav. One does not receive lashes as a punishment for transgressing a lav she'imbo ma'aseh, a prohibition that doesn't involve action. We find elsewhere in the words of Chazal, this is Gemara Masachet Yoma, that lav she'imbo ma'aseh chamur min alav shenitak la'aseh. That a lav she'imbo ma'aseh, a prohibition that was violated without action, is actually considered more severe, more stringent than a lav ha'nitak la'aseh, a prohibition that was violated, which has a built-in rectification through mitzvah say That would be category number three. So category number four is more severe than category number three. And we have been going in order, ramping up the severity as we go from category to category. Like we said, the first level is rabbinic in nature. The second is positive mitzvah say Then we have lava nitzvah klase, that which is a, a prohibition that has a built-in rectification through a mitzvah. And now we have our fourth level, which is even more severe, which is the lav she'ein bo ma'aseh, which is a prohibition that's violated, even though it doesn't involve action. He continues, So you're probably wondering to yourself, how is it that I violate an isur? How do I violate a prohibition if there was no action? So he says, among these prohibitions, within this category, uh, we have, let's say, avirot that involve the heart, or, or let's say, uh, the you know person's thoughts. Some involve speech. Speech wouldn't be considered an action here, right? We, we might might, you know, in English classify it as an action, but in halakha, speech is considered independent of action. So speech would be another example. Or it could involve, let's say, closing one's hand, meaning refusing to give uh, some form of charity or some gift, right? That could be uh, a, an example where there's no action, you just didn't do something. Or any case where you're passive in nature, right? Refraining from some other action that the Torah wants you to perform. Those would all be examples. 
There are also prohibitions that a person could violate uh, that involve the sense of hearing, meaning hearing things that a person isn't supposed to hear, or for example, seeing things or looking at things, gazing upon things that a person is not supposed to look at or gaze upon or see, so on and so forth. So we, you know, you can look out there and you'll see that people uh, often will forget about these types of prohibitions. And there are people who, let's say, they know about them, but they're not so careful about them because they don't involve action. So they seem like they're not as significant. He says that uh, when a person violates a prohibition that does involve action. He gives an example of eating uh, certain types of forbidden fats or consuming blood, eating uh, the meat of a nevela or a trefa. Nevela is, uh, you know, an animal that hasn't had a proper shechita. A trefa may have had the proper shechita, but it was an animal that was particularly ill that would have died within the year. We're not allowed to eat any of those things. So this type of prohibition that involves an, the action of eating, it's not as easy for a person to mistakenly violate these types of isurim, uh, as it is uh, when, you know, talking about violating a prohibition that involves speech or that involves being passive, refraining from some sort of action. Al-Kain, therefore, because people forget about them, because people don't take them as seriously, they don't see them as significant, Ra'inu liskor miksatam, it's necessary for us to list some of them. Lahaskir ulahaskir, asher lo yada lihizahir, to remind people about them, to bring them to their attention, and to warn them, uh, specifically those who don't know enough to be careful or are not being careful enough to not violate them. And we're not going to list every single one of them. We're not going to speak at length about every single one of these prohibitions. We're only going to mention them uh, very briefly. To serve it as a reminder for those who have come to repent from sin. Like we said, the goal here is if I'm engaged in the tshuva process, I need to know that which I did. How do I fix the mistakes that I made? What is the significance, the severity of the mistakes that I made? And so on and so forth. So this is the beginning of our discussion of our fourth category, specifically the lav she'inbo ma'aseh, a prohibition that does not involve action. Clearly more to discuss going forward.